something dangerous is coming. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm telling you, man, these people are so desperate. That's Bob Woodward. These people are so desperate. Do you hear that oh, in his God, voice? Yeah. Something's coming. He didn't tell us. We just, we're all dying. You know, 200,000. Well, yeah, 200,000 is a bad number. That really is a bad thing. Blame China. If that's the real okay? number. <laughs> well, right. Correct. Because we don't know. Nobody right. nobody knows. But the silliness that the CDC put out this morning about Halloween, we won't start with that. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Right. Um, I, I, I just know that uh, there's a little extra something in uh, Trevino's coffee this morning because he's a little upset this morning. Uh, he looks and really he, sad. He looks so he does. sad today, doesn't he? S- so does Lori Houston. Sad face. Sad yeah, emoji uh, face. Sorry, well, they're butthurt. They're butthurt. And the reason they're butthurt is because the Texas Historical Commission said no. Leave leave the cenotaph by a vote of 12 to 2. Leave it right, right. where it is. Wow, right. And uh, Robert O. told him yesterday before the meeting, <laughs> before his chance to speak. Right. By the way, Dan Patrick was excellent during yes, that he was. he was spot on. But uh, Robert O. said... We're trying to create a world-class comprehensive destination that tells the complete story of the Alamo area. It's 300 years of history from the Spanish colonial area through Texas, uh, the Independence War with Mexico, to the emerging multi-ethnic community that's here now. The Cenotaph plays a supporting role, a supporting role in that history, but it's not the focus of the project. Unfortunately for many, the Cenotaph is imbued... Yeah. Is is imbued with more significance than the Alamo itself. There he uh, is. He's talking about it right now, hey, and uh, oh, very butt hurt. Hey, yeah. Bob, why don't you go shave, man? Before um, you cry. God. Now, let's say this because this is important. This is not to demean any of the other. We said this yesterday, and it's not to demean any of the other uh, uh, missions. But they do not call it. The Mission San Jose City. They do not call it the Mission Concepcion <laughs> City. Yeah, it's like you, we, they call it the Alamo, the Alamo right? City. And the reason <laughs> they call it the Alamo City and the reason millions of people have made the trek to San Antonio is because of 13 days in 1836. And by the way, the whole comment by the assistant city manager, well, it's in the way you can't see the Alamo. What a farce. Oh, come I've never on, heard such, man. I such heard that. BS. Come uh, on. You can see the Alamo all day. <laughs> All day long with the cenotaph, right where it is, leave it alone. Uh, I heard that. These I was people. like, are you on LSD? What are you Are you tripping, man? I've lived here for 10 years. I never going, well, if only that cenotaph was out of the way, I could see the Alamo so much better. You know, what a bunch of crap. You know, I'm so glad it went the way it did yesterday. And I know it's not but over. Not done. But you know what? You defenders of the cenotaph out there, you know who you are. You did an incredible job, all right? Yeah, all you did. I did. All we did, all I did was run my mouth on the radio. I didn't go to the rallies. They did the work. They were out there by the cenotaph. They were making their voices heard. You guys rock. You pulled it off. And I think it's great. Robert O looks really sad. He needs to take some Prozac and get himself a Bic razor and take care of business and just 
Bob, take a few days off, man. Just well, let's talk about off. the continuation of the project, all right, because this right. is important. Uh, I support the continuation of the project and leaving the Cenotaph right where it is. First thing to keep in mind is these people who disrespect history, and I, they're doing what Marxists do, and that is right. erasing history, erasing history, and telling a new history. They were going to take the Cenotaph that has Travis and uh, has uh, Bowie and has Crockett and the other, and all of the defenders' names are on right. it. They're going to take it and put it in the Santa Ana's camp outside the southern wall, right? And what they say is, well, we can't continue on with the project, so it just uh, might have to go away. The cenotaph's not in your way of carrying on with the project. It is between the wall and the long barracks right there. Everybody knows where it is. It's between that western wall and the uh, eastern side of the long barracks, and you can most certainly continue to work around that cenotaph, leave it right where it is. I don't want to hear this noise about it's in the way when you're not knocking down buildings across the street where the where the western wall was. Right. You're not knocking down the Gibbs building, which is a hotel. You're not knocking down the, uh, the mail center there, the federal building, that's the federal uh, mail center, federal post office. You're not knocking any of that down, but we got to take the cenotaph and get rid of it. Please, give oh, me a break. Come on, right. And right. This, 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 we've heard this business of you can't see the Alamo for the cenotaph for, for a few years now, a couple of years. And I, I guess they really think people are that stupid, you know? I mean, that you're not seeing what well, you're actually they are. seeing with your own eyes, you know? <laughs> I mean, people I, are I, that stupid. I guess some people believe it, you know, but I, I the first time I heard that, I was like, you're out of your mind. And I, I'm an advocate of just drop the whole project, which is never going to happen. I, I wish they just would leave it alone completely, you know, but uh, uh, that's not going to happen. But it was a good victory for the Cenotaph folks yesterday and for San Antonio in general because what a sin, what a horror that would have been to watch them pick up, attempt to pick up that beautiful masterwork of sculpture and try to move it 500 feet because well, what Robert o, the dust. Uh, wants to take credit for it, you know? Ugh. Well, and and it does give them a distaste in their mouth. They they, they look they at that. It, yeah. It's it, you know they look at it and it and it honors the people who brought Texas independence. And like the lieutenant governor said yesterday, I thought it was a great line. It was perfect. He said we would not be in the Texas that we're in, nor in the Western Hemisphere that we're in right now, had it not been for the men who sacrificed their lives right there. Right. And so when you think about this, Sean, when you think about that uh, Southwest Wall over there, that's where the eighteen pound cannon was and that fired the the return that was the shot that was fired back at san fernando of course all those buildings weren't there the hyatt wasn't in the way right. Right. <laughs> you could fire a cannon <laughs> no those buildings were there people, well people sometimes come and they go i had no idea how'd they fight around all these buildings where these buildings, buildings like there. Did, did they hide behind the buildings when they were shooting i mean what what happened no so santana had a red flag raised at san fernando and that red flag meant we're taking no prisoners. We're going to kill y'all. Yep. And uh, surrender or be killed. And uh, William Barrett Travis fired that 18-pound cannon in that direction off that southwest wall. That's where the right. steps go down there at the Hyatt. Uh, you can put that wall there. You certainly can. You can you can do that. But you're going to have to deconstruct some buildings that are going to be in the way if you're going to be true to the wall because the wall is about 20 feet inside those buildings. And Robert O's not pushing for that. And he's not pushing for taking down the Gibbs building right over there in the northwest corner 
is where William Barrett Travis died leaning over the wall, shooting down. He was shot in the forehead, died right there. He's not talking about taking the Gibbs building down, which is a hotel. He's not doing that. He just wants to remove the Cenotaph. So you have to think about why he wants to take the Cenotaph down. That's the only thing he's interested in. It's the Senate. You're right. That's why he looks so sad. That's why he's got such a sad face today, because it, it represents, I guess, that whole idea that they have, uh, that guys like Robert O. have and the Castros, that, you know, somehow this is some great racial crime, the existence of the Alamo being memorialized, and the Alamo battle itself was racist. It's about stealing uh, from Mexico, and, and it's a bunch of crap. It, it's it's revisionist history. It really, really is. And he's upset because he doesn't get to be the guy who gets to rewrite the history, so that for the rest of his silly life he can claim that stuff. He's about ready. To, they're about ready to destroy that beautiful sculpture because Roberto has, you know, uh, a burr up as you know what about the uh, what it depicts. Well, you know, uh, it didn't work out for him. Uh, yesterday it really didn't, well, and I, I'm glad. And I'm very glad. Let, and that, let's talk about their other argument, too, and all this is, is, is sort of moot for now, but it is going to come back. Oh, yeah. But their other argument was they can't return it to its original uh, you know, grounds with the cenotaph there. It's in the way of it being uh, the original grounds. Well, let's talk about original grounds for just a second here, okay? Because, first of all, it was a Spanish mission from 1720, and then right. over the years it was degraded and kind of fell apart and what have you over the years, and then it was turned into a fort in about 1830, 1832-3. The, the date is a little uh, quasi-questionable, but then it became what it was, 1836, uh, February, March of, of that year. But in their original plan, and the lieutenant governor mentioned this yesterday, in their original plan, when Gene Powell called him, and I love Gene Powell, what a brilliant architectural mind, when he called him and had him come down here, uh, the lieutenant governor got here and said, what is this? What are you doing here? It had uh, it, it had called for twenty one or twenty two thousand trees to be planted right there. He said it looked like a forest. <laughs> yeah, what? the original plan was to plant all these trees. He said it looked like Central Park, like a forest. And he said that's not what the Alamo was at any time. It didn't have all those trees. It wasn't a forest. What are you guys doing? So, so no, they, that's they were violating their own right. ethics of of you know the original plan. They weren't going to restore it to the original plan in the first place. <laughs> you know, the unicorns they rode, their story, the, the Mexican unicorns they rode uh, during that battle uh, are not represented, <laughs> so we, we want to replace the cenotaph with a big unicorn to represent the unicorns that were utilized during the battle and the, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they, they might right. as well say that. I mean, it, it, again, <laughs> you're right. It's really not about telling proper history. It really, really no. isn't, because you can't tell the proper history of that structure without that battle. You just cannot. You know, right. and I'm not nearly as well versed in Texas history as you are. I've read a bunch of books since I got here and, and it's a fa- it's one of my favorite stories through history. You cannot remove that battle from that structure, from that site no, no. and have no. it still be historically accurate. Nobody it is goes what it is. To, nobody nobody is looking at, you know, pamphlets as to where where to go on vacation. They say Hey, let's go to San Antonio. I, I really hope they represent what happened 300 years before the Alamo, because that's what I really want to see. Right. <laughs> before the battle. And they don't you know, say, come on, man. And they don't say, let's go to Mission Concepcion City. <laughs> right. uh, no. <laughs> No. no. Let's go to San Fernando City. No. Right. All those are wonderful places. That's not to say anything harmful about them. They are wonderful. I mean, I love the heritage. 
But they called it the Alamo City for a reason. Back in a minute with more Ware and Rima right after the break here on KTSA. At Car Zeus, you can sell your car or truck so easy. There's no nothing hard about this at all. It is very, very easy to get in touch with our friends at Car Zeus. Just log on to their website. Car Zeus at C A R Z E U S. That's CarZeus.com. You fill out a little form. It's going to take you just a couple of minutes to do it. I mean, those of you who know about your vehicle and know your VIN number and all these things, it take be real fast. You'll be done in no time at all then they're going to hit you back with an offer on your car or truck and you accept it or not you know and uh, but you will because it's so easy it's just the easiest way to sell your car or truck no more going to a dealership no more having to meet people to sell your vehicle it's just as simple as going online to carzeus.com that's carzeus.com all right let's check on that accuweather forecast because things are going to look good this weekend i hope you're ready for a gorgeous gorgeous weekend mostly cloudy today and humid 87 tonight things are going to begin to clear out then tomorrow's going to be mostly sunny pleasant less humid 87 and then friday sunshine staples.com slash signage for details ktsa coverage of your voice your vote 2020 is brought to you by stevens roofing if you want to vote and support to continue to divide uh, our country divide our political process divide washington this is another nail in that coffin to do it and it's wrong no that's uh joe manchin joe sorry about the hard left that you are taking, but you're wrong. 723 with Ware and Rima on KTSA. Just watching the video here of Air Force Two striking that bird as it was taken off last night. It had to turn around and uh, come back. Right. And uh, that's that's freaky stuff, man. When you see a bird go through an engine and comes out the back as a, as a spark, uh, you realize something's not right, you know? Yeah, I can see that being an issue, you know? So I'm, I'm glad everybody was safe. But I, you and I were just talking off air about it's it's fascinating to me that something as complex as a jet airliner can be taken down by some birds getting sucked into the jet. You know, I mean, it's it's. Oh, yeah? I think about that when I'm up in an airplane sometimes. Like, sure, I don't see any birds. You know, because man, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, well. You think about it, those jet engines are just giant fans, right? And they're yeah. sucking air in, superheating that air and shoving it out the back, and that's what causes the propulsion. That's a real rudimentary way of putting it. But right. I, I'll, I'll never forget after Sullenberger went down to the, you know, we'll be in the Hudson, uh, having him on the show. <laughs> and that's even how he was like when I was interviewing him. I was, I, I was all pumped up. I was like, man, you landed that airplane after you struck a bunch of geese. You landed it in the Hudson. He was like... Yeah, we had an indication right after takeoff. The engines stopped working. <laughs> but Sully. Knows, that's how, that's how you got to be to fly something like that four or five times a day. you got to be a laid-back dude. And he was. What a laid-back dude. The engines just stopped working, and uh, we noticed we had a problem. The service card will be uh, coming down the middle aisle with uh, free water and juice cocktails on your debit card. Hopefully we'll be landing on the Hudson here within 30 seconds. Please buckle your seatbelts. Was your captain out. That was the that was the thing when uh, Woodward put out his put out his notes about the president remaining calm, and I compared that to an airline captain because you want to remain calm because you don't yes. want people. Wait, do you remember the movie? Of course, we all remember the, the movie Airport. Get in your crash positions, which was supposed to be right. <laughs> put your belts on and right. bury your head between your knees. But in the, in the airplane, they all got the crashed as if they had crashed and they're laying over the seats and all that. You don't want to inspire. Panic! You know, oh. you want everybody to remain calm. So, yeah, we'll be in the Hudson. That's where you'll find us, either dead or alive. One well, way yeah, or the that's, other. 
that's why they all have that same voice, you know. Uh, we'll be going way up in the sky in this big heavy thing. Uh, just a little bit of physics. It'll keep us up there. Uh, one miscalculation or a bird, and we'll be landing a lot sooner than expected. Again, the service card coming through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remain calm. You know, they got to be calm. Fine. They got to be calm, yeah. dudes. Especially if you're Air for the pilot for Air Force One, you probably are the calmest dude in the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, one of my best friends is John Sadie, and he's an airline captain, and he's never been. I, I all the years that I've known him, I've never seen him rattled at anything. Yeah. And some some folks he's are trying to rattle. Yeah, unflappable. He's, just he, he'll turn and look calm. at you and go. What? Steady as was, was that a gun that went off over there? That was a gun, right? Somebody shooting at us. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Trey, let's go ahead and check that out. Uh, let's see what's going on. There. <laughs> it's Some crazy. Gunfire coming uh, over the fence. Yeah, something over there southwest. Um, all right. So uh, on the other side, we do want to talk about Mitt Romney. We got to get into that. We're going to talk about a little, little bit of Mitt Romney, little, right. little Mitt, uh, and and the president talked about him. So we want to do do want to talk about that. You want you want to throw something out after the after the news too? Something you gotta you yeah, got you want us to get you know, into? I know this is shocking, but sometimes folks in Hollywood can be hypocritical uh no. and I have a story involving the hypocrisy of a celebrity a has-been celebrity at that coming up next so i'll tell you okay. who that is. we'll get into that coming up we'll tell you about bridgehead it at bridgehead it an outstanding it company more than 20 years in san antonio just ask the cavender family yeah the the, the people that sell all the cars here <laughs> i've known the cavenders for who more than 40 years i've known the cavenders and they have known bridgehead it for about 20 of those years and bridgehead it has been doing a great job for them all these years the ymca same thing and i could go on and list big companies in San Antonio that depend on Bridgehead IT to take care of all of their IT needs. Now, here's the thing. If you already have an IT department, great. Good for you. Bridgehead can come in and plug the holes because your IT department's playing catch-up most of the time, right? Yeah. So Bridgehead can come in and fill the void. Uh, things like security, you know, all those things that need to be taken care of on a day-to-day basis, that's what Bridgehead IT can do. Or if you don't have an IT department, you really need one, and they can serve as your IT department 24-7, and there's no contracts to sign. You're going to love working with Bridgehead IT just like I do. All you got to do is give them a call at 210-477-7999 or online obviously, at Bridgehead. TV service free. In the fake impeachment, we had 196 to nothing Republican support, and we had 52 and a half to a half in the Senate. Who was the half? I can't imagine. I can't. But he was very good today. I have to tell you, he was good. Now I'm happy. Thank you, Mitt. Thank you. (laughs) Mitt was the half. (laughs) Mitt was the half. He was the half. He still emasculates um, him, you know. <laughs> but he did say yesterday, he did say, to his credit, I intend to follow the Constitution, good, yes, and precedent, good. In considering the president's nominee, if the nominee reaches the Senate floor, I intend to vote based on their qualifications. Now, if it is Amy Coney Barrett, three years ago today, Sean, she was in front of this very same committee, and they were discussing her, and right. she was approved. This was the, she was the one that uh, Diane Feinstein took into for her Catholicism. It's on display. Your Catholicism, we see it clearly. And uh, 
So anyway, she was approved, obviously, and went on to the Court of Appeals. She also passed her FBI background check, flying colors and all that, within three years. I start out saying this morning, hey, look, let's just bypass the committee because all it's going to be is a circus. All it's going to be is Camelar and Spartacus making up crap about her. If Amy's, if she's the chosen one, if Judge Barrett is the chosen one, they're just going to make up crap, you know, try to find some guy when they were 13 that she made out with somewhere, you know, that, that kind right. of crap that they're going to pull, you know, try to just bring her down. Uh, and it's all to give Kamala a chance to make some commercials for herself and some one-liners and I believe you, honey, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because um, she's not been. And, uh, she's been out of sight for a few days here. We haven't really heard much from yeah. her. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh yeah. So I, you know, I was saying earlier this morning, let's just bypass the committee, take it straight to the floor, <laughs> blah blah blah. But you know what? Um, an hour ago, John Hayward changed my mind. He said, "No, let it go to the committee because th- that's another chance for the American people to see how awful the Democrats are." So good idea. Yeah, he's right. I mean, you know, he's right. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, we we talk about this in, in other situations with other politicians. Like Joe Biden, the more he's out and about and in front of cameras, as disturbing sometimes and pathetic as it is, it's overall a good thing because people are seeing him as he actually is. Right. Uh, And I think you're right. It's the same thing. Look, a lot of people had their eyes opened about how vile Democrats can be with the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. I mean, that was similar. We've all watched these the, these these circuses called the uh, uh, the appoint you know the, the the nomination process and the confirmation process it's always nasty, but Kavanaugh that was really bad and they were yeah. really bad and so uh, yeah get, get on camera there Corey get on camera there uh, Kamala and let people see your true uh, your true natures because that stuff's about to come out and be revealed for all to see if you miss the Kavanaugh hearings it's this is going to be a thousand times worse. Yeah, you know, I just yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what lie they're going to come up with to try to take her down. You know, what's it going to be? You know, well, uh, it's going to be bad, whatever it is. I told you about the piece I read over the weekend right after Justice Ginsburg had died. Somebody wrote a piece and said, "I'm the person who was raped by whoever uh, Donald Trump picks. <laughs> right. We don't know who that's going to be, but I was raped by that person." You know, because because that's it, it, obviously that was satire. But but that's the point is that they are going to once again show their true colors. And she's still, if it's her, she's still going to be confirmed and still going to be oh, on yeah. the court. So there's no downside, really, to the president putting her through the through the process. She knows how to handle the process. She's not going to flub up. Right. So put her there and let her do the thing, and and let's show let's show the Democrats once again for the evil, vile people that they have uh, become. Speaking of uh, people like that, uh, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> she's a trip, isn't she? Uh-huh. She's only famous now at this point for being a jackass. I, I'm just saying, I mean, yeah. she really is embarrassing herself on a routine basis. This she's big into the whole defund the police, right? She she wants all police departments in this country, I think, cut by ninety percent. They want their budgets wow. wants wants to give that money to fund social workers and wow. people who can go in and de-escalate. She's one of those. Well, apparently on her 139-acre property uh, over the weekend, uh, she saw some guy with a, with a gun, with a long barrel, and a call was made to the police, to 911, who showed up in full force with multiple units, canine units. I mean, it was apparently a strong showing of law enforcement. 
Uh, and it turned out to be some kid just shooting at squirrels with an air gun. Um, <laughs> point being that once people read, started reading the story that she calls the cops to her gated private, you know, uh, your property, your mansion or whatever the hell it is. A little hypocritical when you're the same person trying to gut the uh, budgets of every police department in America. And, of course, Alyssa Milano, being Alyssa Milano, is now trying to blame her neighbors for the call. Uh, First, she tried to blame her own husband, saying, I didn't do that. My husband did that. I didn't have anything to do with that. And she's calling out right-wing trolls for being meanie heads to her. Uh, and, and calling her names, she didn't actually make the call. Her neighbors did. First her husband did, then her neighbors did. She's pathetic and boring at this point. You know, it really yeah. is sad watching uh, the, these Democrats who are has-beens. Like, Michael Moore is a has-been. Like, he's a has-been-ben. You know what I mean? Like, his time yeah. is a long time ago at this point. And he's out there calling for revolution in the streets. Rob Reiner, another one who, uh-huh. who Rob, who cares, Reiner? You know, uh, we you know, we need uh, we need to go to the streets. Uh, you know, and, and arrest this killer. They're just pathetic people. They're pathetic people, and they're pathetic because they live extraordinarily luxurious lives. Why can't they just be happy with it, Trey? You know I mean, why can't they just be happy being rich and famous, even if you're Alyssa Milano and nobody cares who you are anymore? Just enjoy it, sweetheart. <laughs> just enjoy yeah. the ride well, and stop embarrassing yourself, man. It's horrible. It's and it's the hypocrisy that, that that's on display because when you're talking about defunding the police and then that's the first call you make <laughs> or right. a family member makes, I mean, that just shows the hypocrisy. I, I, I tell you, KSAT has a, a one. And by the way, KSAT is a television station. KTSA is us. So right. if somebody's confused on our on our Facebook page. Right. And they're saying, I can't believe you were showing that story. How would you be that terrible? You're you're the worst television station ever. We get confused with KSAT all the time. We're not KSAT. Right, we're right. KTSA. But anyway, they do have a story on their webpage. Two angels sent by God, the daughter of a Whataburger employee saved by off-duty officers, thankful for their heroic actions. Basically, married couple, Danielle Apgar, who is a shirts police officer. Her husband, Joshua, is a Cibolo police officer. They both worked the night shift. They got off their shift and said, where do you want to eat? Bill Miller's, which is there at 3009 and 35, or Whataburger, which is right across the street, uh, and in shirts. And so uh, they said, well, let's go to Whataburger. All right. We went to Whataburger to have breakfast. When they pulled up, uh, there was a commotion in front of Whataburger, and they got out of their car and drove over, or walked over there and said, what's going on? And an uh, older man, I think he was 60, had had some sort of heart situation and basically was dying. He was, he was go- checking out. And they immediately, with their training, their CPR training they have, as both of them being cops, they kept him alive until uh, EMS could get there and take him to the hospital, and he's now in the hospital getting better. Uh, but uh, those police officers, off-duty police officers, the very ones that Melissa, Alyssa Milano and others would like, uh, downtown San Antonio people would like to defund police officers uh, in this country. You think about all the good they do. They didn't go, you know that guy, uh, What's his, oh, his last name is Hispanic? Uh, no, uh, we, we're not going to. We're no. out of here. No. <laughs> right. yeah. No, you know. they, they fell on their knees and, and brought him back to life. That's what police do, on duty and off, all the time. Yeah, they, they risk their lives. Well, they save lives on a daily basis, and they risk their lives on a daily basis just going to work. 
And, you know, the, the whole defund the police thing is another one of those issues that uh, uh, where you see the disconnect between, uh, if you will, our celebrity class and everybody else. And I include politicians, you know, nationally recognized politicians and folks like that in, in, in with our celebrity class. Uh, it's This is for the little people. Defunding the police is for the little people. Okay, I'm Alyssa Milano. If somebody's on my property, I need a cop here now. But you little people in your neighborhoods, boy, it'd be so much better for you not to have cops. Somebody tweeted a response because, she, again, she she tweeted uh, a day or two later that, you know, oh, it was my, my, my neighbor did that. It wasn't me. And uh, somebody responded, you know, you don't have to live in the neighborhoods where you want the cops to go away. Okay, in the neighborhoods where you want the cops to go away, we face danger and crime and assault and violence every single day of our lives. And you sit there in your mansion with your gate and, and your, your private security and, uh, and call the cops, and yet you tell me, you tell my family we're supposed to live without them. Well, come live in my neighborhood for a while and see how that works for you. You know, they are. They're just full of crap. And I, I, celebrities I, I don't really care about in that sense. Like Alyssa Milano, I don't stay. I don't lie awake at night thinking about Alyssa Milano. You know what I mean? But sure. it's our political class that think that way that, I, that makes me truly angry because mm-hmm. they're truly yeah. supposed to be public servants. And they're yeah. celebrities. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're, celebrities. they're not. They're not. The police are the, are the real public servants and the, nope. the Leo officers, and we appreciate them. All right, 745 at KTSA. Quick break here. You know, when you're talking about BG products in your vehicle, you're talking about maximizing the life of your engine or transmission or your fuel system with your vehicle. BG is the answer. Now, just a quick uh, explanation of what BG can do inside the engine of your car. The MOA is a tremendous product uh, made by BG, scientifically studied for years now for what it can do. Um, when you first start up in the morning your oil's down in the bottom of the engine that's where it settles overnight or if parked in the parking lot all day where you work takes a minute to what we call warm it up but what we're doing is we're getting the oil on the walls cylinder walls so it protects against friction heat wear and tear well bg never leaves the walls when all the oil settles down to the bottom of the engine bg stays on the metal on the walls of the of the engine and that protects it when you start it up you gotta have it bgfindashop.com is where you can find a shop to install it for you again that's bg for john the greek just look at the lives lost and multiply it not just by the number but by the family and the sense of community the loss to our country yeah we have to make a trip to her bar again soon and listen to her pontificate. A Florida high school has reportedly prohibited their football team from waving pro-police flags during a pregame ceremony. Ah. This is Fletcher High. The team had been waving this for over a year because one of the players' daddy had been a policeman for 29 years. He died in the line of duty. The school in the city of Neptune Beach in Florida had been allowing them now for a year. To, ever since the daddy died, uh, this is way before Black Lives Matter and, you know, defund and kill the police and all the stuff right. they talk about now. One social media comment, Fletcher really out there being openly racist. Fletcher, the high school, is being so racist. A lot of students aren't happy about what you're doing. The mama says, it's all about my son's love for his dad and his memory. Well, the school's principal, what a brave soul he is, Dean Ledford. 
He said, well, I really feel the meaning of the people that are out there upset. Uh, it, it is racist. It could easily be construed as representing a political uh, position of our school by carrying these thin blue line flags, so we're not going to allow them to carry them anymore. Oh, stop. You know, he needs what to a be tower slapped. of jello, man. What a tower of jello. <laughs> you know, uh, BLM owns you, man. You know, I, I, yeah, seriously, yeah. if you give in to... There, I, you and I have had this discussion before where I'm not really sure uh, to what extent the people who support BLM actually believe in it or they're just afraid of BLM. Because this guy sounds like he's just totally afraid, you know, uh, because... It, 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 you, if you interpret that flag as racist, that's something you're layering on top of it that has so, nothing to do with the intent of the flag. What you happened know? to the days when people would say, shove it, we're, we're going to honor the cops, <laughs> right. baby. Right. Shove it. Don't Sun know. don't shine. Enjoy it, too, because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back the cops. We're going to back the cops here. But they won't do it anymore. They're so, they are cowards, Sean. They are cowards. It's like, yeah. no, okay, you, 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 you call me a racist. Okay, I'm so sorry. Don't call me that anymore, okay? Don't say racist uh, anymore. No, it's, a, sorry. You know, it's a spineless generation. I mean, it really, a spineless right. era. It really is. Yeah. Shut you it. And, and what's, what makes it even worse is that kind of spinelessness in the face of, of or in, you know, in the idea of, of, of commemorating and memorializing folks who are not spineless, who go out, as I said, and risk their lives right. every single day for law and order, for civilization. Right. Stand you up know. for them. Stand up for them. Um, now you're being somebody. If you can stand up for them in this time and day, in this in this era, right. knowing the the reaction you may get, you know what? That counts for something. Plus, it doesn't count for anything to stand up for something that everybody's standing for. You know. <laughs> plus, if you're a principal at a high school, think of the example you're setting oh, yeah. by caving in. Oh, we're so sorry. We didn't mean to offend you. Oh my God, you're you're setting an example for all those uh, airheads that go to your school. Uh. All right. Did you see the the viral video that's out there now? This woman temporarily stopped in heavy traffic, and she there's some Trump supporters on the street over there with their Trump flags and all that. Uh. She starts flipping them off, mm. and then. <laughs> And then she gets out of the window of her car. She's the driver of the car. And she's double flipping them off with both hands. She's screaming, you know, what, what you scream when you're flipping people off. The problem is she, she took her foot off the brake. And so the car... I haven't seen this. It's great. The car crashes into the car in front of her. <laughs> All because she was flipping off, flipping off the Trump supporters. Oh, guess what happened after that, though? When she crashed in the car in front of her, she starts screaming at the woman in the car in front of her. Uh, what is it with you idiot hippies? You know, I mean, God. You know, they're such morons. Their, their oh, rage is just eating away at their brains, you know? And, and oh. it's always somebody else's fault. Well, of course, he's always somebody else's at the fault. woman she ran into. You know, yeah. That's, that's par for the course in this day and age, you know? Got it. We got a debate. Debate coming up, and we'll talk about that coming up next with Warren Rima, KTSA. How about embarrassing? Embarrassing is being a guy like Bob Woodward and settling for being a hack later in life. That's embarrassing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, 
I'm just curious as to, you know, somebody needs to ask them the question, what would you actually do that would be different? Um, how, how would you have handled this differently? What would you have done that would have saved the 200,000 lives? And Nancy Pelosi said all of them could have been, well, maybe some of them could have been saved. Now, uh, you know, Joe Biden said all of them, none of them would have, would have died had he been the president. And nobody said then to him, well, then what would you do different? What would you have done? different joe by the way speaking of joe biden um <clears throat> i i don't know what what kind of condition he's in right now you know i had that conversation with john hayward this morning and i don't know i have no idea but he has been calling a whole lot of lids lately that is when they lock out the press and joe doesn't come out you don't see him and sometimes for days uh, right. but over the weekend they called a press lid uh, yesterday they called a press lid again, and sometimes, Sean, this is freaky, but sometimes they're doing it at the last minute where they kind of, you know, quasi have a plan for him to maybe make some sort of statement, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, well, we're calling a lid. We're calling a lid now, and the, and the press are like, okay, well, as long as it's Joe. Now, if, there were, if the Trump campaign, meanwhile, Trump's flying all over the country. Oh, now, yeah. if he were to call a lid, they'd be like, why? What's, What's going wrong? on, huh? Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. What's wrong with Trump? His health must be right. bad. I mean, the only yep. possible explanation for why this these lids keep being called uh, uh, with Biden, and specifically uh, the ones that are at the last minute, is very obviously he has moments where he is just not capable of going out there. I don't know. There's no other reason. I don't reason. know. I, I'm no, guessing I mean, that's what, right, what but I don't know. What would be the other reason? He's making a sandwich? You know, I mean, there's no other reason yeah, that he's right. other than, you know, well, Joe decided to make a sandwich, so we're not going to have the press. Yeah. No, I mean, it's got to be because he's not capable of it, especially if it's something that's right. been pre-announced. And they right. say, oh, no, 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 he's not coming out. What's he, What's the possible, what, any, what other explanation could it possibly be other than right. he is just at that moment, for whatever reasons, not capable of doing it, and that well, should and think tell about you that a, a great minute. deal about his condition as far as where he is right now, whatever that condition yeah. is. And you got to think about that because you got the Energizer Bunny flying all over the country, <laughs> making right. making three and four stops a day yeah. at these rallies at these airports. Yeah. You, you got him carrying on, and you got the other guy who's like, "Okay, call another lid, will you? I got to call another lid. I, 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 I can't do that." So. Call so I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, but they're, they're doing it more frequently. And I don't know whether or not he's, like, behind the scenes prepping for next Tuesday, or maybe we're getting ready to hear the out on next Tuesday. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise Let me put it this way. It wouldn't surprise me if over the weekend we got to notice that, you know, Tuesday's just not going to happen, guys, because we got to this, that, and the other, right? It, it, you're, is it possible they're calling the lids to give the impression that something's wrong so that they can call out, call him out of the debate and say, well, he's got a cold and we have to make sure he's okay or, you know. I, I don't mean, know. Is it is it that or is he genuinely just not able to go out when, they, when this happens? I, I don't know either. I don't know. But it I wouldn't know go the, well for him. One way or the other, it's got to be about his ability to be out there. Right. So, right. What does that tell anybody? You know, sometimes silence or a non-appearance tells you much more than when somebody is standing in front of a microphone, uh, you know, reading a script. So, and he's and he's 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 applying for the job where you don't get any rest and you nope. don't get any private time. Okay, nope. you don't get to rest. They they wake you up whenever you think you got two minutes to nap. They wake you up with some sort of crisis somewhere, and you have to respond and you have to be smart and you have to be thinking from the minute you wake up. There's none of this. 
right, give me a minute. All I need is to give me five, Charlie. Give me well, five. Obama was big on that, on on whining all the time about how he needed his time with his, you know, his yeah, yeah. personal time. And it's like mm-hmm. you don't get personal time when you're the president. That's the job. It's a twenty-four hour a day job. You are never really off the clock, even nope. when you're on vacation. You know, I mean, uh, that's the that's the gig. And if you yep. can't do that. You should right. not be president. You, you can't call a lid. <laughs> you can't call a lid. You can't call a when lid. When you're the leader of the free world, you know what I mean? No, no lids. No lids. <laughs> All right. Uh, so speaking of that, next Tuesday is the first debate. Chris Wallace, Fox News, is the guy. It's a 90-minute debate. I can hardly wait because it starts at 8 p.m. our time. That's when I'm asleep. So yeah, I'm going to have to be wide awake, right. 8 to 9.30. And uh, they're going to talk about the Trump and Biden records, the Supreme Court, COVID-19, the economy, race and violence in our cities, the integrity of the election. They are not going to talk about foreign policy. Isn't that interesting? Because foreign policy is a topic, besides protecting and defending the Constitution of the United States, foreign policy is what presidents do. And right. uh, this president has done a lot about foreign policy concerning China. He did it yesterday with a speech about China at the UN. And he's done a lot concerning bringing peace to the Middle East. And those are two subjects that the left, including Chris Wallace, the left, do not want Joe Biden to have to address China and peace in the Middle East. <laughs> right. Because Joe does have a lot of international experience, but not the kind you really want in a president. Okay, He's <laughs> able to make a lot of money for his kid and his brother. But, uh, you know, uh, this is what I've always said about Trump when in the early days they would say, well, he's going to make a fool out of himself on the international stage. Like this guy has been wheeling and dealing internationally his whole adult life. He probably sure. is, and he's proven actually how correct the uh, you know we were saying back in the day. He's probably going to run circles around them diplomatically because he's been working with these people his whole career, and he's brokered deals, uh, and that's precisely what he has done, and that's why he's been so effective internationally. Is his ability to apply pressure when you need to apply pressure. Uh, give them some strokes, and they need some strokes. You know, get the deal you want that's best for you. Uh, that's what he does. That's his talent. And uh, Biden, uh, you know, he's been a. I remember in the early days when I, of talk radio, you know, when I was in Delaware, he was touted as being this great international expert. I'm like, based on what? Well, Bob <laughs> what Gates. did he do internationally? That's so impressive. Right. Bob Gates, who was the defense secretary during that time, said that Joe Biden's been wrong on every foreign policy issue. He's got every one of them wrong. Now, um, but those are two sticky areas they don't want to talk about, because when you think about Joe and his ties to China and Hunter and China, they don't want China coming up at all, at all. His failure to criticize China right now, everything else is going on. They don't want China to come up, so they're just not even going to address it. And the same is true with the Middle East. Obama's people set the Middle East on fire. The Middle East was crumbling, and they supported the whack jobs in Iran. And if you don't think they're a whack job, look at what their foreign minister said at the U.N. yesterday. And and Obama was sending billions, billions of cash dollars over to the people of Iran. So they they don't want Joe to have to address either China or peace in the Middle East. And so they're just not going to talk about foreign policy at that first debate. That is so 
unbelievable uh, that that Chris Wallace would be able to get away with that. Not not that Chris Wallace would would leave it off because Chris Wallace hates Donald Trump right. and loves Joe Biden. So not that he would leave it off, but just the fact that other people looked at his list and, and didn't say to him, Chris. Um, there's no foreign policy on this list. The president does foreign policy. That's what he does. So he's not even on there. Not even going to be brought up. Uh, you know, I, 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 it, it, it's going to be interesting to see, first off, if it happens, if it even happens. Right. Because uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, uh, we got a long way till Tuesday, man. Let's see if this mm. actually happens. Because I can't see them putting him on stage with Trump. The second thing to remember about Trump also is that he's always prepared. He he gives off this this aura of being off the cuff. But he's already been asked about the debate. And, you know, is it, is he worried at all about Biden? And he said, "Well, you know, I, I don't know. Biden may be great." I'm, he says, "I'm doing the work. I'm getting ready for it. You know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. just stroll in there unprepared. I mean, he may be great. It's exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said in essence." So Trump's going to be ready. He is going to be ready. He's probably going to be more ready going up against Biden than he was in the debates against Hillary. And I'm not saying he wasn't ready then. Uh, but Trump's not a guy who underestimates anybody uh, when, when it's uh, something uh, as vitally important sure. as how he comes off during a debate. So, so Trump's going to be ready. The question is, are they going to want to even take the risk? You know, I yeah. don't know. Well, two things about that. I love how the Trump camp is playing it right now because they're really talking about how great a debater Joe Biden is, and Joe's going right. to bring his A game, and he's he's really good at this, and all those things that they are now saying about the Biden appearance. And really the bar is super low in that all Joe has to do is stand there. That's all he's got to like do Rocky. is be able to stand. He's got to take the hits. <laughs> Excuse me. He's got to be able to stand for 90 minutes, and the press right. will say, look at him. He was so awesome. He stood up for 90 minutes. That's fantastic. He wins. Right. That's that's the way this is going to play. But uh, And I think, this is, I think this has got some validity to it. Uh, John Hayward this morning said, how's this for a conspiracy theory for you? They're leaving foreign policy out. How about sometime over the weekend or Monday or Tuesday, another major Middle Eastern country joins the peace process, and that forces Chris Wallace wow. to bring it up Tuesday night? Wouldn't that be great? I, 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 that's, wow. that's a bet I'd be willing to take. If it's a chicken fried steak bet, I'd, I'd be willing to take that one. <laughs> I would take that bet, too. Uh, you know, I, that would be interesting, you know, days before this thing is supposed to happen. You know, that, then we'll see a lid called right the last minute. Like, uh, Joe's yeah. really not. He, he's uh, he's got he's a sniffle. You know, he's, he's, uh, yeah. he's, we're going to have to reschedule this thing, okay? Is that all right? Uh, you know, he, hey, he's, he's fine. Yeah. He, he was planning on winning this debate, and, and you know, but uh, he's just not feeling very well tonight. I don't know. But uh, Saudi Arabia again, decides to have peace with Israel. So. Right. That would be awesome. And I if would love Chris it. Wallace didn't ask a single question about it, everybody would know oh, what a blankety-blank he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he'd have to. All right, we, we're behind on the break. We'll get one in here. We'll uh, we'll come right back. More Warren Rhyme on the other side. And for Alamo Water Softeners, when it's uh, time to talk with somebody about the water at your home, if you've noticed that it smells a little bit weird or tastes a little bit off, get in touch with Alamo Water Softeners because they're more than, than water softeners. Of course, they've got the best water softeners anywhere, and they're made for our hard water here. But at Alamo Water Softeners, too, they also uh, can get impurities out of your water, too. They're ROS systems. They can test your uh, water for, you know, impurities in the water and stuff like that.
and you want great tasting coffee this time of morning and tea and ice, ice water and all that kind of stuff, well, they can take care of all it for you at Alamo Water Softeners with love and tend to care. That's the way they've been doing it ever since they were founded under Allen Townsend years ago. That's Alamo Water Softeners, 210-274-6122. AccuWeather, today is going to be mostly cloudy and humid, 87. Tonight's going to be clear. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, pleasant, less humid, 87. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, highs in the low 90s with plenty of sunshine. Dave Ramsey sent you. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. You would think that after the Republican majority led a historic blockade just four years ago to keep open a vacancy on the Supreme Court because it was an election year, They'd have the honor and decency to apply their own rule when the same scenario came around again. A Florida man has been arrested for spitting on a bar patron. The bar patron was wearing a MAGA hat. I saw your Texas Trump hat there, Sean. <laughs> These people are so, so classy. Yeah, I got I got a couple of Trump hats. Get ready, they might spit on you. 77-year-old, get this guy, get this. 77-year-old military veteran, didn't want his name out there. Wearing a MAGA hat down at the restaurant. He said the attack came out of nowhere. He was approached by a man and a woman. The 77-year-old veteran saying, she looked at me and she said, we don't like people like you. And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden I got hit in the left side of my head. And somehow he got me into a headlock, started pounding me on top of my head. A 77-year-old man started pounding me on top of my head. And I got blood all over the place. I said, where's my hat? I was looking for my hat while he was beating me up. I said, where's my package? He said he's looking for his package while he was getting beat up. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> uh, I won't it's say. I was going to say something mean. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then he was hospitalized. He had, still has headaches from being beat up. And he said he blames himself. He said, I feel bad. Seven years in the military, Vietnam veteran, 30-plus years in law enforcement. You're taught situational awareness. I should have been aware. I never saw it coming. He said, I was so shocked for the hate that people have. You know, it's just a hat. I don't hate these people. I never met them, but I can't believe they do something like this. Now, get it. He's a 77-year-old veteran from the military and police officer. And the guy that's arrested is 26-year-old, 26. Well, you're a hell of a man. If you're 26 beating up a 77-year-old, wow, you're something. You've proven a lot there, big tough boy. Guy. You're yeah, something special. Tough guy. Yeah, tough guy. I like to put him in a headlock. You know, I, I, I don't. 26 beating it, on a 77-year-old. And it, there, this this movement is is really predominantly young folks who are out there in the streets and and doing things like this. And it just reveals more about who they are than anything else. You know, they're they're so they're they're borderline sociopaths. They are not they are. able to emotionally connect with other people. Their emotions are all that matter. And yep. uh, I don't like that hat. I don't care if you're an old person. I'm going to beat the crap out of you and spit in your face and steal your stuff because it satisfies yeah. my anger. You know. So here's my question to you. Here, here's what I want to know from you. The, like he's in a restaurant. I don't know. Uh, I think the story said restaurant. There's got to be other people in a restaurant, right? So right. if you're sitting in a restaurant and you see a 26-year-old beating a 77-year-old enough to where there's blood being drawn, what are you going to do? What's something. Sean Ryan going to do? <laughs> Sean Ryan was going to do something. I'm not going to sit there and record it or watch it. But that's what happens. Right. They stand yeah. there with their phones up instead of intervening. 
I don't know. I don't know what they did in this case, but I I know what I would do. Oh, and it ain't the last thing I'm gonna do is reach for my phone. So right, right, right. No, I we I do something, man. I punch him in the throat. Yeah. I would do anything. I don't know. But uh, uh, I I it, it's they're a strange generation in that sense. And I know I'm being general, saying generation. They're not all the, the whole generation. No, is, not all at all. Generation E or Z or whatever the hell they it's are. It's just this particular movement. But it's a segment of the population. But that movement attracts people from that generation who are that, who are pointlessly angry, who are completely self-obsessed, who are, you know, uh, uh, those kinds of those are the kinds of people that are attracted to the idea of being able to run through the streets and break store windows and steal crap and start fires. Uh, and they're morons. They're largely morons. Uh, you know, so well, I, I I see somebody beating up a seventy-seven-year-old man. Man, I'm gonna ugh, no way. Well, look, here's the deal. If if you're uh, 26 and you beat up a 77-year-old man because of the hat he's wearing, it doesn't prove anything other than your stupidity. Just how stupid you well, are. Well, and, and your how weak you so, are. So you know, I mean, yeah, that's that too. A, that's a very sure. weak and cowardly thing to do. How come right. you never see? Like uh, MAGA hat wearers who obviously are in their 30s, early 40s, who look like they work out on a regular basis, never tend to see those guys getting picked on by uh, uh, these kinds of people, do you? Isn't that <laughs> or odd? picking on anybody? They're always you don't see the MAGA hat wearers or old guys or old people, right? They're right. never uh, a dude like that, you know. You never right. see that. They're always teenagers who get their hats ripped off their heads by grown adults. And you, you know, never see the MAGA hat wearer going and beating up a Joe Biden T-shirt wearing person. You know, they just they nope. just don't do that. And so no. it's it's de- definitely coming from the Democrats and the left in what they're doing. And they need a return to civility in this country is, is what we need. Quick break for the bottom of the hour news. Back with more Warren Ryman in just a second at CarZeus. CarZeus.com. Buying your car or truck easily. And that's what I love about CarZeus. Their program's so simple. You know, you simply log on to the website. You, there's nowhere to go. You don't have to go to a dealership. You don't have to go and take pictures online and advertise it online and then go meet people in a dark parking lot at night to let them test drive your car you don't have to do any of that stuff no you just simply check with our friends over at carzeus.com here it is here's my vehicle here's you know the vin number and all that kind of stuff here's what i got and then they come back with you and they say okay here's here's what we're going to offer you for it that's it that's that's the whole process right there it can take literally minutes for them to complete this entire process cut you a check come get your car take it off your hands and you get on with what's next for you whether it's a new truck new car used whatever uh they actually pay real money to take your car or truck off your hands. It doesn't cost you anything. They're, they're paying you money for your vehicle. So check them out today. It's the easiest way to sell your car or truck. It saves you a lot of time and hassles. It's carzeus.com, C-A-R-Z-E-U. Your voice, your vote, the 2020 race for the White House on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. We have an obligation under the Constitution, should we choose to take advantage of it, with a president of the same party as the Senate to advance the nomination. Yeah, and that's what we're going to yep. do. Yep. So yep. the Associated Press is being mocked this morning for calling Cindy McCain's endorsement of Joe Biden a stunning rebuke of Trump. Now, with all due respect to Cindy McCain, uh, first of all, her husband was a Democrat. He just voted, or right. he put R behind his name because that's how he could win in Arizona at the time. But he he vote he was a Democrat. But regardless of that, uh, and with all due respect to her, 
I don't really care who she endorses, and it's certainly no <laughs> stunning rebuke of Donald Trump if Cindy McCain oh. endorses Joe Biden. That's the Associated I, I, I Press. I heard that, like, stunning rebuke. <laughs> yeah, I bet Trump's really losing some sleep over Woo. that one, man, you know? Yeah, he, he was Come there for on. days going, who's Cindy going to endorse? Who's she going to oh. endorse? I wonder. Hey, who is she? she endorse me? They, they had the guys <laughs> camped out in front of her house with the satellite trucks. Now, I, don't, I, I, no, I mean, that's a little mocking, but, I mean, really, I'm mocking oh, AP more than anything else. Because yeah, you know, I'm not mocking her. I mean, she can no. endorse. I don't. It's not shocking. She's I don't endorsing, care. Or endorsing Biden. It's the way it's portrayed. You know, a yeah. shocking stunning rebuke. Re- yeah, stunning right. rebuke. It's stunning and shocking. This rebuke. You know. No. And what would be stunning is if care. she didn't endorse oh, Joe Biden. What would be stunning is if she endorsed Donald Trump. That would be stunning. <laughs> that would be shocking and stunning. <laughs> that would stun me. I would be. I would. I'd be a little stunned. You know, Seriously, but I'm not stunned with this one. This this is non-stunning. This this was to be expected. You know, so of course. I, I, any anybody anybody that they that they can get who uh, uh, they feel <laughs> uh, is partially from his side of things who goes against him, they're just gonna you know put a big old spotlight on him. But and I wasn't sure. losing any sleep over the Cindy McCain uh, well, endorsement. And I don't mean anything as a slam against her, but. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think about her endorsement until the story came up. You know what I mean? Well, here's some here's another earth breaker for you, earth shaker for you. Uh, Bob Woodward is endorsing uh, Joe Biden as well. So I don't, no, uh, you know, yeah, no. I know, shocking, shocking, stunning I'm and stunned. shocking. I know. Yeah, now I'm stunned and shocked. I so might is break Roberto. Out the Roberto's going to be voting for Joe Biden. He's not going to be voting for uh, the people of San Antonio. He doesn't like the people of San Antonio who stood up yesterday and turned back his move to try to change the story of the Alamo by trying to move the Cenotaph into enemy territory, which would have been outside the gates and the walls, right? Sad face Um, emotion for... He's very upset today, and so so is Lori Houston, who's the uh, assistant city manager. They're both like, "Okay, we're not, we're just not going to do it now." Okay, all right, forget Uh, about it. Forget it. We're just not going to do it at all for two days. So you know, you know, it's yeah, it's 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 very sad. He looks very sad. I saw him on the news just a little while ago. He's he's got very. We're not going to do it now because because you guys didn't let us do that. You guys are still so racist. You're so racist. You won't let me do it. You know, it's like whatever, man. Right. So fine, whatever. Go buy yourself a, a a daisy razor and take that hair off your face and be somebody, man. Nobody cares, Roberto. Nobody yeah. cares about your great plans. But, <laughs> but congratulations to the people of Texas and those yeah. of you here who stood up and said, "No, you're not moving it one inch." Good for you. They're not done. So you know, keep yourself ready, stay to the ready, and be ready to swing into action again because they're going to find. There's 57 ways a Sunday they're going to come out there. They, they, oh, they were up all night, yeah. I'm sure, tossing some dosekis down, going, "You know, there's another way to skin this cat." You know what? I got to do another one of my Rod Nuremberg spoofs because I just had this vision in my mind of Nuremberg and Roberto sitting around killing some uh, Heinekens. You know what I mean? There you and, go. Uh, <laughs> you know, Roberto, what if we just tip it over? You know, in the middle of the night, we'll just tip it over. Let's just tip it over, get a rope. That sounds like a great idea, Ron. We'll get a rope with a pickup truck and we'll pull it over. You know what I mean? And then we'll blame Antifa. You know, that's what they'll do. I bet they're sitting around getting the buzz on in that last night, and that's what they were kicking around. You know, let's just tip it over. <laughs> well, they're not done. 
So there's no. going to be more on this, and so keep yourself ready. Stay at the ready and and be ready to get engaged again. And thank you <laughs> yeah. again to Lieutenant oh, Governor yeah. Dan Patrick and what he did. All right, quick break. We'll come right back with more Ware and Rima at Wagner Holick Custom Homes. Wagner Holick Custom Homes. There's no, like, here, here you know, here's, here's the plan for your home. Now, just what color tile would you like and what color would you like painted on the walls? No, they don't do that at Wagner Holick. It's your dream we're talking about here, whatever your dream is, however big or however small, however many you know bedrooms or restrooms or kitchen space whatever what you can do this whatever you want you can live there <laughs> that's what's so cool about wagner holick and people just go well you know it's a custom home that's not a, only people rich people can do that right only spurs players can have custom homes no that's not true either you can have a custom home built by wagner holick it doesn't cost any more to design and build a custom home so why don't you get in touch with them today start talking about your dreams start dreaming your dream and then one day one day soon You'll be living in your dream. That's cool. Wagner Hole at Custom Homes, 